Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Another edition of the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and more. Please do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. For example, if you have an Apple podcast uh, button on your Apple phone, it's simple. It's purple. You tap it. You hit the search button. You type in ML Sports Platter. You hit follow or subscribe, however your phone works, and off you go. You'll get new and archived episodes of the show Uh, On a daily basis. All right, uh, we are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Rosie's Corner, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and our great, great friends over at Elevate Fitness of Syracuse. If you're in and around Central New York, you got to get that membership. It is such an awesome place. They've got the the walking track, all kinds of weights, awesome, awesome, awesome pool and uh, hot tub amenities. Uh, You can take classes. You can do all sorts of things at Elevate Fitness Syracuse. Turn the corner and feel better. Uh, with Elevate Fitness of Syracuse, two great locations, DeWitt and Liverpool. Elevate Fitness of Syracuse is the official gym and club of the ML Sports Platter. Let's bring in another amazing guest of the program. She is an incredible college basketball analyst for ESPN, CBS, and Raycom Hoops. And uh, she's a two-time Emmy Gracie Jefferson winner, uh, a former basketball star uh, in her own right at NC State. It is our good friend, Debbie Antonelli, and you can get her on Twitter, at Debbie Antonelli. Deb, happy holidays. Thank you so much for a few. Thank you so much for involving me and including me. I love talking to you. All right, let's start with my Bonnies, uh, St. Bonaventure. Uh, As we record this, they have a huge game against Virginia Tech, but long-term with this team, obviously a lot hinges on Kyle Lofton. What have you seen from Mark Schmidt's group this year, and, and what gives you confidence that this is a tournament team? Well, first of all, I had the great pleasure of covering them in the Charleston Classic, yep. and uh, they're connected, they're fun, they uh, they want to win, they've got a certain hunger and focus about them, so those would be the intangibles that immediately come to mind. The second thing is that incredible fan base that they have, they just took over the city. They were loud, they were fun, they uh, were partying hard, and uh, we love that as residents of Charleston, that people get to uh, enjoy our wonderful city. But the most important part of all of that, Mike, is the fact that they have every piece that you would need to advance in the NCAA tournament. They've got veteran guards. They're strong up the middle. They can score it in the 80s or they can win in the 60s. And uh, I think Mark Schmidt is terrific. I think he's done a fantastic job keeping these guys together. Obviously, when it's a player-led situation, uh, you have a a greater chance of winning at the end. And uh, I can't wait to watch what they do. You know, Oshun Oshunee is such a, a great player. He, he's a defensive factor no matter what. I mean, he doesn't have to score, you know, 15, 20, 25 points for St. Bonnie to win. Defensively, I never worry about him. But offensively, and especially lately, Deb, he just doesn't look like he's he's there. I, I feel like there's something missing 
with Oshun down low. You know, when he gets the ball, turns and faces, even from three, four, five feet in, it just doesn't seem like he's there from start to finish offensively. Am I wrong? Well, here's what I would say about Oshun. Um, he's a pass-first post. <laughs> he's not a, a score-first post. He knows he's going to get doubled. He's looking for the double. He's anticipating his footwork around the double or anticipating the double is fantastic. He's the kind of guy that you don't have to run any plays for him, and he can have an impact on the game. So I do agree with you on the defensive end. Also, he's one of those guys that I call um, put-back drop-offs and rim runners. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of guy that's going to get you 10 points and 10 rebounds without running a play for him. I think because there's so much scoring around the outside, he is a good screener. He does rim roll hard uh, off a screen. He does a lot of things that affect the space. So does he have a go-to move? Of course he does. Does he need to counter? Probably not because he's so long. So if he can get to his spot and work hard to get there, he should be a factor scoring on the block. Let's move to Syracuse. Uh, trouble, again, in central New York. It's it, it bubble trouble. I think we've basically been saying that for years now. Uh, recently, uh, they, they kind of go through. They have a couple of bad losses this year, Georgetown and Colgate. Uh, past years, they've lost some games, and they figure it out. They, they steal a couple somewhere, and they sneak in, and then all of a sudden you don't want to play them because the 2-3 zone and, and Jimmy B on, 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 the, uh, on, on the baseline uh, for years, 40-plus years. Uh, Syracuse's tournament chances, and uh, what do you like most? What do you like least about this group? Well, I love the fact that they can absolutely flat out shoot it and score from four positions, right? Jesse Edwards has got to play a little bit better for him. I had them at the very beginning of the year, Mike, when they played Lafayette, and you could just see that if Edwards could come along, he could give them some kind of presence on the inside that you need on the offensive end. You're right defensively. Everybody knows that, you know, if you're not used to going against the Syracuse 2-3 zone, then when you get to the NCAA tournament, whether they're a bubble team or they're a lower seed, um, they have an opportunity to advance. They've proven over time that they can. Um, I, I love Buddy's mental attitude about, and his mental toughness, I should say, about the way he knows he's got a target and people are putting their best defender on him and he's still finding a way. I think that's most impressively important for the NBA scouts because I think they're watching that same stuff too. Um, what I love about him is that they can shoot it what I don't like is that, um, you know, that they don't have that kind of interior presence that I think they're going to need in the ACC. What What do you think Buddy Beheim from the start of his career to now, wh where do you think he's improved the most? Well, first of all, let me say Duncan Robinson or Joe Harris are two names that come to my mind that are NBA players having successful careers that could absolutely flat out shoot it like Buddy. So I think he has worked on his conditioning. He has gotten slimmer and a little bit quicker. Obviously, he's got a quick release. I think that's the kind of things that people are looking at when they see, you know, he's got the pedigree, he's got the skill set, he's got the knowledge. Um, you know, defensively, that's, you know, could be a challenge when he goes to playing man-to-man -man defense. But uh, I think he'll learn how to do that. And I'm sure he already knows how. They have man-to-man -man principles inside their 2-3 zone. Um, so... I think he's got a chance to really be a good player. Isn't it incredible when you when you think about the the Bayheim thing? I mean, Jim will probably end up coaching, uh, gosh, another five, six, seven years. He 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 doesn't want to slow down. He, I mean, coaching into his eighties, I could see it. Uh, Jimmy Bayheim, the you know transferring in from Cornell, Buddy Bayheim, you know coming to Syracuse right from the start. 
I look at all those old videos with Buddy Beheim running around the championship locker room with Carmelo Anthony, and now he's a star at Syracuse, and his brother's there, and his dad's still coaching there. I mean, it's not only just really cool, but could you imagine being a parent and, and being a head coach like Jim, you know, and, 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 and Julie and her support and all that, and now having both boys on the, on that team with, with dad as the head coach? I, I can't imagine what's going through the, the, the family's minds emotionally, you know? Um, yeah, Mike, it's got to be absolutely incredibly exciting. There's so much fun to it. I can just speak from my experience watching my son, who's a D2 point guard, uh, what it feels like to go out and watch him play and and not have the the kind of attention or the adoration or the fans or whatever that comes with it, you know playing d one versus d two. and I, I just know how proud we are. I can only imagine how proud jim and and his wife are um, and and how much fun it must be to be with them all day, every day to be with your kid every day at practice has got to be cool. Yeah, no doubt. um if if your son you know if your son's playing, and has a has a you know kind of a, a bad lackadaisical moment on the court or something screws up on defense or whatever. Do do you get on him? Do you coach him a little bit, or do you just let him kind of have his career? Mike, you know me, and you know how passionate I am about the game. I sit and say nothing. Okay, I don't say a word unless he wants to talk about it after, and then he brings it up, and then we discuss stuff. But you know, I've got three boys. He's my youngest, and over. Um, you know, raising the three boys, he's been the most interested in watching film or, you know, following my schedule or knowing what I have coming up in the ACC on the men's side because he likes to be my advanced scout a little bit. So that's kind of fun. So if he if he wants my input or my opinion, I'm happy to give it. But honestly, my son has worked his fanny off to get where he is by himself and he gets all the credit. And if he wants my advice, I'm happy to give it. But I do not insert myself unless he asks. Man, three boys, that's a lot. You know, I have I have a, a almost two two year old girl, toddler, uh, and, and and she keeps us pretty darn busy. I, I don't know how all of you folks, you know, do it with three, four. I mean, I have a lot of friends who have three kids, four kids. Uh I, I don't know how you do it. So hats off to you, three boys. That man, when when all those guys were, were young and I, I see the the cover photo on Twitter, which is just so awesome, so cute. I, I mean, goodness gracious, how busy you must have been when they were all young, you know? Oh, it's so fun. Uh, the only thing better than three boys, Mike, would be four. Yeah? Okay. All right. Uh, Debbie Antonelli, our guest here, ESPN, CBS, Raycom, the terrific college basketball analyst at Debbie Antonelli on Twitter. Make sure you give her a follow. I just have a couple more uh, basketball uh, questions for you. How about the women's game right now? How does it look, State of the Union-wise? What have you seen? Some high points? Yeah, Mike, thank you for asking. I mean, I'm fortunate at ESPN. I get to cover them both. So, um, you know, I've come up through the women's game, and this is my 30-plus year on the air. So I have been around the women's game a lot. I'm so proud of where the game is. I'm so proud that there are multiple teams that could win. South Carolina is clearly the favorite right now. They have the most talent and experience, and they just missed going to the championship game last year on a missed layup. Uh, actually, two layups that they missed at the end that they could have knocked off Stanford. Uh, Don Staley's done a fantastic job. However, there is parity in the game. Um, Georgia went into NC State last night and knocked off the number two team in overtime. We know uh, Maryland is getting healthy. We know uh, Louisville continues to roll. Uh, we see some of the same players showing up. I actually have the Stanford-Tennessee game on Saturday of this weekend, so that is exciting because that's 
two top 10 traditional rivals in the in the women's game. Uh, and then, of course, there's UConn, who has slipped into the poll um, and with the Paige Becker's injury. And, of course, Coach Oriema is working on figuring it out, which he will. Uh, they still have plenty of talent there. And although they've had a lot of injury, they still have a lot of number one uh, high school players that are uh, on their roster. So they've got talent. They'll figure it out. They'll be there at the end. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's just fun. It's really great to see this much balance in the game. I don't like to use the word parity as much as I like to say there's balance and there's a rhythm to the, the way teams play. And uh, I'm excited about seeing what happens in March. You know, Don Staley, I'll tell you what. I was when I was at St. Bonaventure, I was I did a lot of color on radio for the campus station for the women's basketball team and Jim Crowley in that group. And I went to a couple A ten tournaments and obviously Temple was uh in the A ten at the time and in one of the better programs. And she was there for a couple of years, two thousand, two thousand one and oh one oh two were were the two years while I was there. Uh, at the back end of, of my college career. And then she stayed on with Temple through 2008, obviously, before she became head coach of South Carolina. I, I had an early inkling about her, you know, just, God, she was such a great player at Virginia. Uh, she was selected uh, by the Charlotte Sting. I, I think it was ninth overall in the first round. And, and she's just got this knack for coaching and togetherness and intensity without overdoing it. Did you see Dawn Staley years ago having it? Deb? A hundred percent. Actually, Mike, uh, when South Carolina job was open, Eric Hyman, the athletic director, and I was on, there was a search committee, but I was on the super secret committee with, it was just me and Eric. And uh, I had a hundred percent faith in Dawn um, having the ability to, to go from Temple to South Carolina to do this job uh, and to have success doing it. Because at the time, I knew that there were a lot of little girls that grew up with Dawn's picture on their wall oh, or their a poster in their room. And um, I, I knew Dawn had a, a household name about her and I, I knew she was capable of taking it to the next level. It was not easy at the beginning for her. I was there at the beginning when, um, you know, they weren't very good. They struggled to win. They barely could get to 500. Maybe one concession stand was open, certainly no lines at the restroom or any parking issues. And now you've got every single piece of growth inside that program that you could imagine and how She's gone about building it to be able to get to where she is. And and I remember some of the cornerstones along the way, the things that she had to do to be able to make sure that people were willing to come and watch her team play. And she put an outstanding product on the floor, and that's when things started to change for them. And, yes, I absolutely saw it coming. Now, did I think she was going to have, you know, a chance to win multiple championships? I, I don't I don't know. I, I believe she would win. I, I don't know if I believed um, that she was going to – do all the things that she was going to do, but I don't know if anyone would have had the foresight to see that except for Dawn. How about that Steph Curry guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate shoot till your arm falls off player right there, Mike. You know, that's my favorite thing to say on the air when a player gets hot. And uh, I, I, there, he has changed the game in every way positive and has influenced and impacted thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and players across the country. It's awesome to see what he's been able to do with his servant leadership attitude. I, I'm in gyms a lot doing public address for high school and junior college. And, and <clears throat> I'll tell you, and I have some tournaments coming up at the end of the month. And I'll tell you what, a lot of the Nike has been replaced by Steph Curry stuff. It's been, you know, the, the Steph Curry shoes, the way people play, 
sometimes I'm sure for coaches it's hard because their guys just kind of lackadaisically bring the ball up and they just gun the ball from three, but that shows you the impact and, and how youngsters are watching Steph Curry. And I got to tell you, Deb, I know this might be a really uh, bold statement here, but I think he's the second most impactful player in NBA history behind Michael Jordan. When you look at the way the game is played now, bob and weave, guards, uh, interchangeable parts, positionless basketball, shooting from not just three-point land, but way beyond that. His warm-up routine from the from, from, from the tunnel of where they come out, um, how, how he moves without the ball, how he creates his shot, his dribble drive, uh, the three-point shot opening up the rest of his game. What do you think of my statement there? Well, I, I don't have the economic impact uh, in front of me to know, but I think you're on to something there, Mike, for sure. Um, I will just tell you this. Uh, you know, I don't have a pair of Steph Currys, and I probably should because he's the ultimate shooter, and uh, I like to consider myself still a shooter based on my fundraiser for Special Olympics. Uh, so, you know, when I wake up in the morning, it's either MJ's or LeBron's or KD's or Kobe's or Elena Deladon's. And today I'll be wearing my Candace Parker's because I'm going to Tennessee to call a game. So uh, I think I need to get some Steph Curry in my closet for sure. And um, I will say this to you. Um, the analytics have changed in our game so much. And I got to believe he's had a part and uh, a role in that. Um, and so um, measuring what his influence and impact is, is, is incredible. You know, Nike has owned a huge share of the, of the basketball market, over 90%. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that um, Under Armour and others are starting to chip away a little bit. Adidas starting to chip away a little bit. But um, that would be phenomenal to actually see if that is true, if, if uh, Steph's influence is greater than somebody like LeBron's or Kobe's or KD's on the Nike side. I'll tell you, the, the Jordan impact is still blows me away. I mean, I, I, I see oh, yeah. kids who are half my age and, you know, half the roster on a junior college team, Deb, they have, they have Jordans of some kind. Four or five kids have the Jordan fours in different colors. They've got the more recent Jordan. I mean, it's unbelievable. The global impact and his, you know, making more money selling shoes than when he, you know, played basketball. The Jordan thing still is just, it's unbelievable. And, you know, it's funny, Deion Sanders now with Travis Hunter getting, uh, you know, the flip from Florida State to Jackson State. You think about those kind of guys, you know, the impact generationally on, on you know, when they were in their prime playing and then years after the fact. And now young kids watching them on YouTube and still wanting to copy them and connecting generations. It's, I tell you what, that Michael Jordan shoe thing is—it blows me away on a daily basis. It really does. I agree. I see. I travel. People are wearing Jordans when they travel now. One of my friends told me I got to worry about the crease. You know, it's going to be a real shoe. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not trying to be that. I like to wear them, not just display them in my house. I want to wear those things. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, they really are. F final thing for you. I, I mean, you—you you were a star, obviously, at, at NC State and played for the the, the legendary Kay Yao. What, what what do you have? for my listeners on a daily basis, her, her impact in the game obviously is self-explanatory, but what do you carry from, from what you learned from, from the legendary coach? Oh my goodness, Mike, that is, uh, I could go on for days about the influence that my coach KL had on me because I had a 30 year relationship with her as a camper going to her camps through being recruited to playing for. And then of course my, my broadcasting career, which she obviously has had an influence in how I see the game. Um, you know, because I, I, there's fundamentals and then there's concepts. And we were tight on the fundamentals because we worked on them every day. And then the concepts inside the game have changed so much since when Coach Al was coaching and, and it and did adjust. But 
off the court, um, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated, um, show respect, um, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And you don't really know anything about somebody until you really walked a mile in their shoes. Those are two really strong cliches, but those are the only two cliches that I ever reference or even talk about. But I, I have had uh, an incredible uh, blessing and gratitude that she selected me and, and she wanted me to play for her. And that, that means more to me every day, especially with my family and, and the way I go about conducting my business. And there are three words that I try to live by that I've created off my time with her that I, I use as a daily reminder, whether things are going good or whether they're going bad. And that is to build, serve, and empower. Hmm. If I'm a builder and I do constructive things, uh, and my attitude is right, then I will be able to serve other people, which she thought was the greatest quality of a really good leader. And if I build and serve, then I will empower others to do the same thing. And, and that's what I sort of, my overarching um, daily um, uh, devotion, if you will. Wow. Well, she was a star at NC State University, as just mentioned, uh, for Coach K. Yao. And of course, an amazing career uh, as a forward, Sweet 16 twice, started three or four seasons, and of course made the NCAA tournament four times, now doing incredible work as a college basketball analyst on the women's and men's side, CBS, ESPN, Raycom Hoops, on Twitter, at Debbie Antonelli. Deb, this was incredible. I love having you on, love your passion, really enjoy listening to you with the Bonnies and Charleston Classic. You represented us really well. Uh, you know, breaking down the, the team and, and talking about our crazy fans and the alum and, and the passion that we have. So thank you for all you do for college basketball and happy holidays. Hey, Mike, thank you. I hope St. Bonnie is, is a great Christmas present for all those fans that they continue to win. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching the Virginia Tech game. I've got Virginia Tech in North Carolina coming up after the holidays. So uh, I, I can't wait to watch, and I, I wish you well, and I wish all those fans up there a happy holiday. I know that they're excited about their team. One of the best in the business, Deb Antonelli. Mike Lindsley here with you. It's the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review, and make sure you do hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and follow and like the ML Sports Platter on Facebook and on Instagram. We are brought to you by our great friends at Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. A big uh, special thank you as well uh, to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the program, as well as the Syracuse Fitness Store, Prestwick Golf, and a new sponsor, Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. I know a lot of you fans out there of the program live in western New York, in and around Victor and Rochester. Get on over to my uh, pal Rob's place. Uh, the official brewery of the ML Sports Platter on 61 School Street in Victor, New York. They have got an unbelievable uh, beer menu. They have growlers. They have cans. Uh, mug for larger pours every day at 18 and a half ounces as well. Make sure you stop by Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company uh, in Victor in the Rochester area if you're in and around cent uh, western New York. And, of course, you can visit them online at StumblinMonkeyBeer.com. That's StumblinMonkeyBeer.com. And uh, check out their shop, all their apparel, all their beers, etc. You can shop online. Terrific stuff. The official brewing company of the ML Sports Platter is Stumblin' Monkey Brewing Company. Huge thanks again to Deb Antonelli for talking some college basketball on the men's and women's side. I'm Mike Lindsley. Happy holidays to one and all. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.